welcome to the Renewal Conversations this week at Team for the Soul with my husband, Sebastian. We co-founded Team for the Soul, which we really help compassionate professionals and caregivers to regenerate daily, to prevent burnout, to complete grief, and just transform. That's the process of wholeness towards higher potential. And we provide online interdisciplinary programs and workshops, present at conferences. We do online groups, one-to-one life coaching and spiritual care. And also we have a membership for Christians where we help people pursue all this in the community, Team for Our Soul community. And today, Sebastian and I, we decided to flip the table, so to speak, and he's going to interview me and I'm going to talk about my journey of regeneration. And with that, I want to welcome Sebastian and in today's as he's leading this conversation. And we're hoping to continue and having more shared conversation on particular topics together. So with that, let's just dive right in. Welcome, Iwana. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you tell me more about um, your journey and your vocation? Yeah. So my journey as a giver, I would say started like for many people when I was young, I just really appreciate my, my family was a family of givers. They always put others first in a certain way. Of course, sometimes I did not like that as a kid. I wish they would put me first, (laughs) but they always thought of other people. They thought of families. They thought uh, other people in our families, other people, our friends and neighbors. And I think I was just so inspired by it. There was also some health conditions in our family, and that made me curious to kind of help them you know, it just to face that reality, oh my goodness, what if something bad might happen that brought me to this sense of, I do want to help. I do also want to help others. So I didn't particularly wanted to be a physician. My parents were really passionate about both my sister and I being physicians, but I actually liked the studying science and physics and biology. So I said, oh, okay, sure. I'll do it. I'll help as a physician. So I guess that got me started. Thank you. Thank you. So it started really young. In a certain sense, although I think from the outside, people wouldn't tell because I was always with my nose in books. I just love to read and love to study. But in a certain sense, in my heart, it started young. Yes. So you get your knowledge when you're young with the books and your studies. Yes. Yes. And tell me more about your work and what do you do to help other people as a giver? Yes. So I think it really fluctuated throughout my time. And I think the giver, this this sense of giving to others, it was a red thread in my life because I started as a physician and initially I was very fascinated by surgery. So I worked a lot in the orthopedics department, I volunteered as a medical school, and then in the obstetric gynecology department. And it was just so fascinating because I, I love delivering babies. because it was just this moment of sheer beauty. You know, here we are in a room, everyone was, you know, frantically moving around, trying to make things happen. And all of a sudden there's this pause, there's this gasp where a new human being is born. It was just like amazing to me. It felt very mystical, although I wasn't consider myself a Christian or believer back then. So we changed and I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be an obstetric, OBGYN, obstetric gynecologist. But 
I realized that after a while, I will probably be bored. <laughs> I realized I had this, someone asked me, what do you see yourself in 10 years? And I'm like, uh, 10 years, just doing the same thing. Okay. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to be bored. So this is when I realized, well, why do I really passionate? I'm like, I'm passionate about learning about behavior, learning about how other people are thinking, are feeling. So this is where I decided I'll just go in psychiatry. Oh, okay. Okay. So your you, psychiatry was a good fit for you to help people to be close for you. Yes, I think so. Back then, and then I was a bit disillusioned at some point because although on one hand, I love how powerful and helpful medications are. I think psychiatric medications, I've seen changing people's lives in such amazing ways that I know there's concerns usually with medications. Of course, we don't want to give too many medications to people, but I've seen lives saved that way, trajectories, families united together. So I saw on one hand how powerful the medications were, but what I didn't like is it was too much focus on the medication as a psychiatrist. Most psychiatrists nowadays just give medications, medications, medications. And for me, it felt like was missing something. We're talking about thoughts. We're talking about emotions, but the depths of our soul, the depths of our inner conversation, it just felt skewed. So this is where I decided I'm going to quit and try something different. Yeah, it's psychiatry means healing the soul. So uh, this new generation, maybe forget the soul and the healing. Mm, say more about that, about the etymology. I know you told me this several times, but... Yeah, well, of course, the medication are very important. Like you say, we, we cannot bypass them and they're really useful. But the etymology is healing the soul. So you need also to have a conversation, a, a relationship with the patient client it's not enough uh, medication mm-hmm. or trauma we can s- speak about it so for many years was that the, they were using a, even a, a, before psychoanalytic they were using uh, the words discussion mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sharing i think this aspect of healing the soul can be very different for psychiatrists uh, some yes. people we can do it without medication some with both and some only with medication so No, I think you're raising a very good point. And I think that's what attracted me to psychiatry in the first place. Because funny story, during communist era, I grew up in communist era. Some book psychology was forbidden at some point for some some weird reason. So if you had a psychological book, a psychology book, you'd be like underground. So it was kind of a cool thing. So I had this underground book from Freud, you know, copy, Xerox copy after Xerox copy after who knows how many copies this was. And then I got another one on Jung. I must have been 14, 15. And I just loved it. And I think that was what brought me to you know, in my long journey to psychiatry. But in a certain sense, nowadays, psychiatrists not only do mostly medication, but are pushed in a certain way by our society to do just medication. So in theory, yes, psychiatry is the doctor physician of the soul. But in reality, the culture, the society is seeing psychiatrists, they're pushing them in this role, and Mm -hmm. they are in the end, many times just doing that. I think for me, I quit psychiatry and then I came back. When I did come back, I did integrate much more. 
and I did in my practice. But I think what moved me further to what we're doing now at Team for the Soul, which is life coaching and spiritual care, was this awareness even at a higher level that there are ways that we could use psychological methodologies to help more people. I think one thing that I love the one-to-one conversations because they're so healing, but I also, I am very moved by the power of communities and the power of how much change we can do as a group. So for me, that is a very, very important piece. And that's why I'm so passionate about what we're, we're doing at Team for the Soul, because we're helping people with education, but also with the power of the group transformation and in part of life coaching. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Can you talk a little bit more about what you're doing at Team for the Soul? Um, Yes. So it evolved in time. I think the big framework, I want to bring the brick framework and then I'm going to go into the more details, but I'm such a big framework. I, I like to see the forest first. What I've discovered, and I'm curious what you think about the inner map of of the um, of the psyche. So I want to ask you about that as well. But through the work of different psychological methodologies, and then internal family system, which I I was trained, you you got trained as well, and then right. psychosynthesis, and you got trained as well. We both are. There is a sense that in the inner map, there are obviously many ways to describe our inner journey, but there is a kind of a like a lower subconscious, more like what's in the past, what we're holding in our memories. Then there is a middle consciousness, which is kind of our day-to-day job, car, family, what we're doing. And then there's a higher consciousness, which is the higher aspirations, what we long for, and this realm was described this way by Issa Jolie, uh, who's a psychiatrist, Italian psychiatrist. But what I loved about it is that at the core, we have the awareness and will. And then, so what we're, what, the way we're doing at Team for the Soul, the journey is working through the past through grief recovery. And I know that's a big piece of what you're doing, Sebastian. Yeah. Then kind of in the middle, how do we work on relationships, but also how do we strengthen our sense of will and awareness and the presence of God? And then how do we connect with our higher consciousness and our higher aspirations? For many people, those are connected with the ultimate reality with God. How do we bring that into, so it will infuse our our day-to-day existence. So we're not just car job family all the time. So what I'm doing, I mean, you're doing the grief piece. Yeah. I, I'm supporting you in that, but also we have the renewal in action, right? That that's the sense of how do we regenerate in that middle consciousness, but balancing the entire inner psyche and also with a higher aspiration. And this is the all three elements are really embedded in the community that we're building, the team for our soul community, where people can come in a shared journey. And we're supporting them in the different phases of their spiritual and psychological growth. Uh, but I'm really curious, Sebastian, what is your sense of the inner psyche? Because you've had lots of experiences with people, especially with grief, right? What? How do you understand? And did that model from Asajoli made sense to you? 
Yeah, I understand always inner psyche as something to a chance to open some doors or windows to the client or to myself also to look forward the mystery. Um, we, we all have some issues, some sadness, pain. And when we stay in, I will say in the binary logic, we're stuck in, in it. Mm. so I think like a Trinitarian logic or Tenary logic that will open path to explore or many paths whatever but you won't stop to be stuck in dilemma mm-hmm. um, I think it's a little bit that the, the, my work also as a chaplain to open some windows to see that the patient have other paths that, that they can explore or the clients they can explore in their life that there's a trauma there's a pain but you're not only your, your trauma or your pain or your sadness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, you have to sit down to to listen to your sadness, your pain, your trauma. But that doesn't mean that you're stuck in them. There's other other journeys like you, you can explore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, I think that makes sense. And I've never put it together. But in a certain sense, you're saying always to think of a trinity as opposed to binary logic versus A versus B. Correct. Yeah, so that's kind of in the moment, almost like on an awareness and will level Correct. as a portal, as a mystery, yes. And Correct. I see it also that embedded really beautifully with the journey from moving from integrating our entire psyche through those windows, either in the lower unconscious or the middle day-to-day, finding the mystery, right, through the grief, or finding the mystery through the day-to-day existence, or finding the mystery also connecting with our higher consciousness and, and purpose, yeah. So so, so your program is, is very complete. It's integrated it's- a lot, so that, and that's a good, good chance to, for the clients to explore more themselves, no? Yes, yes. And it's evolving. I think what I've noticed is that as having gone through so many trainings and so many ways of being and experiences, it's a time of integrating. And I just feel like, yes, it is, it is flashing out. And interesting, Dr. Sagioli, the psychiatrist from Italy, described this, and I've witnessed it over and over again. And that's why I'm so passionate about thinking of the past through the grief, the losses that we've experienced, the present, the middle consciousness and the higher consciousness. Dr. Sagioli described this phenomenon that when we release, sometimes people want to be just spiritual and they say, I'll forget about the past and I'll just be really spiritual and they try really hard And there's a term for this spiritual bypass. What happens the more we pull towards higher consciousness, if there's still losses and grief that aren't resolved, they're going to pull the consciousness down. And if you might be listening, you might have experienced this, you know, you might have this amazing, beautiful experiences that pull us into the higher realm. And all of a sudden, boom, we're just pulled (laughs) right back. It's because there is this inner force and he's the only one that describes this. And I've also seen it in the Orthodox theology that there is an inner force towards integration. Mm -hmm. In other words, we cannot just say, oh, I'm just going to be this thing. Well, I believe in God. So if God created us to be complex being and have all the aspects of ourselves, if we're just going to move in one direction, the other is going to pull us back. 
So not because is not because it's sabotaging or is not because sometimes we say, oh, I sabotage myself and do this. It's not that. It's just this other aspects of ourselves are inviting for wholeness. So Asagioli described, and I see this over and over again, pull up spiritual, mm-hmm. boom, the grief comes up. Almost like an extreme. Yes, yes. Almost like you're saying, but I'm here too. take care of me. Now that I see this light, I want to come to light as well. Mm-hmm. And I see the opposite as well. I see when people go through the grief recovery method, you and I both are training that. Right. I've seen it. It's mind blowing how powerful this experience yeah. is. It's oh, educational. Yeah. It's not even therapy. Correct. It's It's amazing. <laughs> But I've seen people as they move and release the grief and the pain, not the grief itself, but the pain, unnecessary pain that we're holding. I see people moving sometimes and having the opposite experiences. And yeah, it's just amazing how we work in integration. And and Asajoli's vision is that in time, as we integrate our sense of awareness, imagine like a spiral, you know, it moves from our little day-to-day to be higher and higher as we do those moves up and down, up and down until we're all complete holding it all. So that brings integration and balance, no? Yes, yes. And it kind of what you said about the Trinity, right? The the sense of, that's what I love. I don't know, the Orthodox theology is just mind-blowing to me. This The beauty of the Trinity. The Trinity. There, there's, it brings this balance is not one or the other Correct. wholeness. Yeah. And I love what you said about that window in the mystery, because that's exactly it. When we can hold the opposite. I mean, I'm seeing them vertical, right? But when you're describing, I'm almost seeing them horizontally. Well, it can be like a cross. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing what you're saying? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a little like a cross. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, and, and I'm curious about how do you regenerate it? How do you renew yourself on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a little biased because I have the program, the Renewal <laughs> in Action. But it really came out of decades and decades of trial and error and decades and decades of trying different psychological methodology, different spiritual tradition, obviously the Christian tradition, but learning about other traditions as well. There is a sense of, I think in my, just give a little bit of history. Initially, I was all focused on my body. Exercise, eat healthy. I think for decades, I just focused on that because that's kind of the popular idea about regeneration. You know, just take care of your body, eat healthy, do some walks, do some yoga, meditation, whatever, exercise. But then kind of midlife, I realized that I was neglecting my emotions, so I did not have that in my book for a regeneration. Although, of course, I know of emotions. I help people with emotions all day long. But there's a sense of caring for emotions that is important, that I need to care for my own emotions. So about 10 years ago, during some difficult time, the emotions just really kind of backlash, you know, they're like, there was a lot of grief, a lot of loss. And as I take care of, took care of them, it was great. But then if I didn't, 
I realized that this is actually like a garden, you know, nurturing day to day. So taking care of emotion, it's, it became really important. Obviously for me as a Christian, taking care of my soul and spiritual life was important for, for, for decades. But I think that was the big missing piece for me, taking care of my emotions as I'm such an intellectual because I used to live in my head all the time. <laughs> and some people live more in the emotions and there's nothing bad with that. Um, but that we all need to just balance all of them in a certain way. So how do I regenerate right now? The biggest thing is the sense of flexibility, structure and flexibility. Talk about polarities. I love it. It just made the connection, right? I, I'm not a person that can do have rigid rituals. Some people can. This is amazing. Hats off to them. But if we're too flexible, I'm more on the creative side as well. So I'm too flexible. I won't have any ritual whatsoever. You're correct. <laughs> so I learned there's actually a bridging, a third way where we can have some structure, but it has the fluidity that we can adapt it based on the day, day's demands. Okay. Let's say if we're, I'm really busy, I might do my rituals just five, 10 minutes a day, morning. Amazing midday, afternoon, and evening. But if I'm not, if I do have time, I could spend an hour, you know, preparing in the morning. That's great, yeah. Or later at night, yeah. Can you share some small activities, daily activities for renewal yourself or for other people, you know, to give some tricks for people listening to us? Or Yes, okay. I would say the biggest... There are two elements to this. One was the process of discovery and just trying different things. Uh, obviously, within reason, not going to regenerate by throwing myself off the cliff and trying parachuting. It's just not me, right? <laughs> so there's a re there's some boundaries in the type of exploration. But I would say I, I try things and then I test them. Okay which for me, it's kind of like in the Bible, you know, be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent and test everything. So, okay, I'm hearing that, sure, I should exercise this way. What a cool idea. But then I try it and then I listen to my body and I listen to my emotions and I integrate it and see what is working. So that's kind of my process. Mm -hmm. Listen, discern, try it, see if it's working. If it's not, discard it. If it is, hold on to it. So okay. I've noticed in the morning, it helps me to really stretch. Sometimes I'm up for a five minute running, but stretching really moves me. And I'm like, of course, after eight hours of sleep, my body's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm, I love to stretch. So just on the body level, I love to stretch a bit in the morning Then I do a walk in the middle of the day. And then at night, I like to do a little bit more endurance training because by then my body feels like, okay, I need to, I need to do that. Obviously the eating healthy and that has been a, an, an entire journey for me. On an emotional level, I love to check with myself. And I found it very interesting that emotions are very connected with the body. Mm -hmm. So I can check my emotions when I'm stretching as well. Or when I'm winding down at night, I'm checking with my emotions as well. How am I doing? And also when I'm walking in the middle of the day. So when my body's active, this is a chance to check with my emotions. And if you're 
used with parts work, this is when I check with my parts as well. It's so much easier to me to check with my younger versions of myself. How are they doing? My two-year-old and my five-year-old version of myself and my teenage version and so on. And I would say from the spiritual perspective, the deepest awareness I had in my 20s was that there is something beyond our three-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. There, There is a much greater and amazing reality. There is God that it's not pursued through the mind. It's not pursued through emotions. Oh, I'm just feeling great. God exists. Well, what if I don't feel great? Then God doesn't exist or you know what I mean? But it really starts with a sense of wanting to enter in a relationship with the ultimate reality, with God. Like sometimes people try to discover God. Well, I'm going to pray to God. If God answers me, I believe in God. If it doesn't, it's kind of like in a love relationship, right? If I say, oh, I'm going to twist your arm. And if you really respond how I want, then I'm going to love you back. And maybe I'll marry you, right? (laughs) It doesn't work that way. But it was just a deep longing. Like if God really exists, how some people say, and they died for this, right? Don't I want to know it? So when I ask the question, God, do you really exist? And if you do, I do want to enter in a relationship with you. Show me how. I have no idea. And that to me has been the most amazing journey. So ultimately for me, regeneration is in this connection with this ultimate reality, with this However you want to call it, some people call it higher consciousness, cosmic consciousness, God. I feel it that we are a speck, we're this little thing in this universe, and that we're sustained in a certain way, even on our body level, with food, with water, with everything, light. Like There's nothing we're doing, actually. It's all coming secondary layers and layers through the source. Mm -hmm. And that to me is what keeps me regenerating in action ultimately. That's my barometer in a certain sense, if it's working or not working. Am I staying in connection with God? So that's my... It's a great physical in the morning, emotional and spiritual. So... And spiritual, yes. And that testing and trying is through this centering awareness. Am I still in relationship with God? So as I said earlier, you know, try different things, do it, but then see how the impact it has. And the ultimate impact for me is, am I still connected with God? Okay. And um, I didn't mention the mind just because... I've naturally, I've always been connected with my mind and regenerating and and reading and whatnot. So, but I do that all the time. I always find something curious, something interesting that keeps me excited. Thank you for sharing. Tell me more about your program. Uh, There's a new program coming up. There's a new project or how can we reach Team for the Soul to follow your program and... uh, other project or books writing or whatever so yeah. um, reach you 
what's new and what can reach me. I mean, we have our, our, our website team for the soul for sure. And then we, you can set up a, you know, a quick call if you're listening to this. I think uh, I kind of shared the bigger framework from what we're doing. And we do have the grief recovery method, right? To help with the past losses. There's courses, online courses that are transformative in a certain sense from the renewal in action. I have a will course, how to access effortless will. I didn't mention this in this interview, but I pause psychiatry to do teaching. So I was such an educator. So my brain is like on fire. Can I, can I teach? And I love creating courses. So there's lots of resources on a website. I think what's really coming up for me is a desire to write a book about the renewal in action. So that's really what's um so I'm I'm hoping we'll see. Well I'm I'm saying it online now. We'll see if <laughs> it will pan out, but uh I hope to have more to report in a year from now about this um this that's my project that's upcoming. Well, thank you very much for sharing. Thank you for being here. It's kind of it's so fun, right? Because here we are a wife and a husband team. And we've done this in many different ways. And here we're turning the table and I'm I'm the one interviewed. So I appreciate you you being here with me. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. And I'll see you um, very shortly after a few hours. We'll see each other again. <laughs> and a few seconds in our house. And if you're and if you're listening, I want you to be encouraged that there are many ways to regenerate and um, if you're curious about this flexible blueprint yeah we do have some things coming up in in april we're going to have open uh doors especially if you're a christian but yeah we hope to support you in any way and if you just even don't know just what you you might need or want just set up that call and we can talk with myself if you want to talk with sebastian we'll make that happen uh, we're here to support you on your journey. There's nothing more than we love than to walk alongside other people in the different seasons in life in such a way that you can feel inspired to live the most meaningful, amazing life that you can have because there's only one of you in this world and the world needs you. And we are here to support you. If there's any way we can support you or send you to a place that could support you, in other words, send information or whatever, consider us your a resource for you. So, and thank you, Sebastian, for You're welcome. being here. And thank, thank you for sharing about the Trinity. I love it. You're welcome. And thank you again for sharing and thank you your time to share with thank us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much for being part of the Renewal Conversations today. It's always so joyful to do things that um, hopefully will inspire you to take actions. I did mention today about the Renewal Blueprint and how this could be flexible in the same time has this structure that can provide the integration on a body, mind, heart, and soul level so that you can regenerate. And I want to bridge this because you will find lots and lots of renewal strategies and renewal courses. And I encourage you to look around and find what's good for you. And what is unique about our renewal in action and our regeneration blueprint is that 
it provides a condensed framework so that you don't have to spend decades like I did, not only in my personal experiences, but also through my professional experiences, right? as I mentioned, through my physician training and psychiatry training and internal family system training and psychosynthesis and life coaching training. And I didn't mention the spiritual care training. There are ways that we can grow that are for day-to-day situations for people like you and me just trying to live our lives especially if you're determined to connect with Christ then this program just bakes in so to speak decades and decades of experience of of giving of compassion all my mistakes that I've done and others through the different trainings that I've done and of course there's lots of free resources out there I encourage you to do that look for different programs but if you're ever interested in this strategic blueprint that can save you years and years of putting things together in a coherent way that integrates body, mind, heart, and soul, but also science, psychology, spiritual care, and the Christian faith, then check out the Renewal in Action program and working through the Renewal Blueprint. And in April also, we will open the Again, the doors to the community, Team for Our Soul community, where there is a process of transformation that goes through the life coaching process, moving through not just renewal, but also working through day-to-day experiences and grief. So with that, I thank you so much for everything you're doing. And I say goodbye for now. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye.